This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Welcome to the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network with Kurt Rowe and Kurt Goss III. Kurt Rowe is the Executive Director of the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association in St. Louis. Spalding, this calls for the old Billy Barul. Kurt Goss III is the head PGA professional at the Country Club of St. Albans. I for short. <laughs> now, it's time for the only podcast dedicated to St. Louis local golf. Let's get into the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Hey, welcome on in. It's another episode, episode two, everybody, of the CNC Golf Factory. Kurt Rowe, Kurt Goss, I'm Andy Hanselman. Glad to be alongside for just another fantastic edition. We've got a great show lined up for you guys. Kurt and Kurt, what's going on? How you guys doing tonight? What's going on, Andy? Thanks for having us again and uh, guiding us through this. Uh, Kurt and I have a lot going on uh, with events coming up in the uh, territory, and uh, so it's full-on golf season uh so uh kurt will uh kind of point us in the direction of all the events going on and uh one will be happening at st albans in the uh next few days yeah yeah exciting yeah thank yeah great to be back um you know those first two episodes you know dropped last week and we, we got those out there we've got a lot of great feedback it's been awesome uh, you know i was with the guys in the Shogun cup last Sunday and Monday and had several of them, both on the amateurs and the pros, you know, saying, Hey, I listened to it. Sounds great. Um, you know, are, are they asked where, where do I find it? You know, as they're hearing about it. So, um, so far so good. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know what, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just really cool. It's cool to, cool to talk about it and, and cool to, uh, you know, keep this, keep this rolling or I guess still a little start, start rolling, but, um, yeah, this is uh, it, this is fun and excited. It's, it's, it's exciting today. You know, we we, we know what we're going to talk about. We got a couple of cool guests coming on, um, and uh, so it's you know it's kind of the, the anticipation leading up to now, and here we are. So, Roy, why don't you tell the uh, audience about our guest this evening? Yeah, so we got first uh, uh, Curtis Brokenbrow. Uh, Curtis is uh, he was really a, he's actually our two time defending Metropolitan Player of the Year. Um, but he recently uh, turned professional and uh, uh, will be playing in the Metropolitan Open next week, but made his really his pro debut this past weekend down in, at Forest Park at the St. Louis Publix Open and won the professional di- division there. So uh, great guy um, came to uh, uh, he's from England. I think he'll probably uh, clarify that for sure, but came over here from, uh, from there to play golf at Missouri Baptist and has stayed here now and, and is just a super good guy. So excited to have Curtis on tonight to talk about, you know, about his, his, his time here in St. Louis, what he's done and, and now what he's looking forward to as he turns, moves to the professional ranks. Um, and then second, we're going to have a uh, two more guests. So three guests all in the second episode, um, uh, we're going to have on Tony Gumper and Brett Moomy. Both were captains this past weekend in the Shogun Cup, which we played out at Bell Reeve Country Club on Sunday afternoon and, and all day Monday. So got the uh, two two captains. Brett was uh, – they're both co-captains, but uh, both of them coming on to just talk about that. Um, both really, really also great guys. They know each other well. Um, 
Tony's a member at Old Hickory, where Brett was formerly. Now Brett's at Algonquin, um, so they know each other very well. Uh, there was, I think, there was even some pressure of them two playing against each other in the singles, but it didn't happen that way. But so that's all good. But uh, they'll be good. To, you know, great to talk. Just talk about the Shogun Cup, what it means to both sides, um, and uh, even though I, you know, I guess I can break a little bit. The amateurs did pull away and you know win eighteen to ten on on Monday afternoon. So, uh, but it was a great two days at Bell Reeve, and we'll elaborate on that. So exciting to have these guys on. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah, looking forward to having uh, talking to those guys. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic episode. Uh, Curtis Brokenbrow coming up next right here on the CNC Golf Factory Podcast right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Second segment, CNC Golf Factory right here, St. Louis Podcast Network. Kurt and Kurt and Andy here with you. Joined by, there's three Kurt's on the screen right now. I'm very, very confused. Joined right (laughs) now by the uh, champion of the the pro division of the St. Louis Pub Links Tournament. Held this past Monday out at Forest Park. It's Kurt Brokenbrow, everybody. Welcome, Kurt. Thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Not a problem at all. Kurt, how's it feel to be the champion of the uh, of the St. Louis Publix uh, golf tournament? Yeah, it feels great. Um, I do. I like playing around the park. I uh, played well there last year in the city championship. And uh, yeah, if you hit the ball well and hit the wedges close, and you can seem to shoot a pretty good score out there. It was in uh, quite tough conditions the wind was pretty quite up in the morning greens were a little bumpy but yeah i managed to hang on by a shot so I, i'm happy <laughs> well kurt uh thanks yeah thanks for coming on um gave a little intro to you you know before you know two-time uh, metropolitan player of the year the last two years and now recently you know turned professional uh, boy i was i was hoping i was we were gonna have you on making your pro debut at st albans next week but hey congratulations on the public win nice. um just a you know a little bit yeah mention of the great great win at the Pub Links but uh, what's your uh, you know what looking forward to next week in the in the Metropolitan Open you've, you obviously played in the Metropolitan Open the last couple of years you've, uh, correct me wrong you've made the cut the last couple of years as well yeah. as, as an amateur so what uh, what are you looking forward to most you know next next week uh, um, at St Albans um, just seeing how my game stands up under under the different pressure after uh, turning professional. Um, Playing around St Albans, you know, you have to hit some really good golf shots to be able to to shoot a score. And yeah, just looking forward to putting myself in that environment and out there with with the guys that do it week in week out. And some of them have done it for a very long time. And yeah, just just excited for the opportunity. Does it feel different to be a professional rather than rather than an amateur player? <laughs> I've always wondered this. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the publics this past week, the the heart rate was a little up on the first, and and but after a couple of holes, I, I was all right and. Yeah, it is, it is a little a little bit different, but yeah, as I say, after the first couple of holes, I, I settled into the round, and it just honestly felt like a just a, another round. Honestly, it was uh, I really enjoyed it. It was, uh, it was it was good to feel the excitement, you know, it's sort of what I what I played a game for to keep pushing myself and just see how far I can sort of I can sort of take this game. Well, Kurt, I uh, I want to say congrats on the past couple of years of uh, around the territory as an amateur, and uh, kudos on your win and uh, moving into the pro circuit. Um, as the head golf professional at St. Albans, uh, I've been around, uh, Lewis and Tavern quite a bit, but, uh, talking about Lewis, uh, this upcoming, uh, week, um, do you feel like it's a golf course that suits your eye pretty well? Obviously you made the cut a few times, but, uh, you feel like it's a golf course you can go out and attack if the conditions are right? 
Um, yeah, you, I mean, you have to be patient out there. You have to sort of uh, be careful where you do attack and know where you need to sort of hit, I won't say a defensive shot, but hit the smart shot to say, per se. But yeah, I do think it, it does offer some scoring opportunities, but also depending on how uh, Kurt sets it up, it, it mm-hmm. is, um, you have to just sort of see the pin sheets and just see when I get out there, honestly. Good, good. Well, we're looking forward to having you and all the uh, the rest of the participants again uh, this upcoming week. And uh, I, uh, I'll i be following you more and more. And, uh, uh, you know, I hope you uh, play well this upcoming week. Thanks. Appreciate it. Of course. So, Kurt, just to go back just a little bit to your to your amateur and really give a little more of a background of you know how you how you made it here to St. Louis. We did a little intro before in the first segment and that, uh, you know, that you're from from man from. England, I said England. Yeah. Kurt, correct me from Manchester, England. I think you yeah. got off the MoBap website. So uh, you came over here to play golf at Missouri Baptist. But just how did that all come about? You know, how did how did how did Missouri Baptist find uh, Curtis Brokenbrow to come <laughs> to St. Louis? Yeah, honestly, it was. Um, I would say good job to Coach Hogland, who's the head coach out there at Missouri Baptist. He he seems to do pretty good at um, recruiting some good, solid uh, foreign players from other other countries. And yeah, it was a little bit last minute. I was a uh, I was already enrolled to go and study business at a university in Liverpool and just sort of put golf a bit on the back burner. And I, um, I have a mutual friend who played golf down in uh, central Arkansas and he sort of given the idea of, Hey, have you ever tried to go and play in America? And it honestly didn't really cross my mind. Didn't really know how anything worked. And, um, yeah, I signed my scholarship July 10th and flew out here August 12th for my wow. first ever time stateside. So yeah, it was a uh, quite last minute, extremely lucky. I would say that I was sort of landed on my feet. To be honest, Mobap was it's quite a small school, which was which was good for me because it wasn't I wasn't overwhelmed by anything. But also, it's still in quite a metropolitan city area, you know, where I'm from, from back home. And yeah, it was honestly a really good fit. As soon as I as soon as I landed, I felt comfortable here, and yeah, just loved every minute of my time there at Missouri Baptist. Very nice. Uh, real quick, Kurt. Um, so. Uh, is there a golf course in our area or back home that uh, is a favorite for you um, that you just love playing or the architecture or the history of a, a certain facility? Yeah. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is, um, it's Dalhousie down in Cape Girardeau. Um, we mm-hmm. played there a few times in, in college and uh, I think it was my first event at a spring semester and our conference tournament was down there. And yeah, it is. It's just, just off the tee and the, the normal areas. It sort of framed the holes really well and, yeah, I've, I've just always I love my golf around around Dalhousie, but yeah, and in St. Louis, I would say Old Warson is probably my my favorite. But what I would say, depending where I, if I'm on playing Old Warson, unfortunately I played Bell Revan St. Louis as well, thankfully, and and St Albans too. And it depends which one I'm on. Is my mind changes every time? To be honest, it's hard <laughs> to sort of take take the pick. To be honest, I just sort of enjoy golf in this area a lot, and a lot of the a lot of the golf courses they offer depending obviously where you play the different challenges, you know, it's a, there's a great, good variety of golf courses out here. Great. Good to hear. So Kurt, you've, you've, you've made the transition to professional, um, but tell us what, what is your, really, what are your plans? I mean, is, are you going, you know, full board playing? I know you're, you're working at the quarry a little bit. Um, you know, just what's, what's the future hold uh, for, for Kurt Brokenbrow? So yeah, I'm, um, so mainly this year I'm going to sort of target state opens and some one day qualifiers and, and as well sort of, um, help, uh, with the, the junior stuff out at the quarry and sort of wet my nose in, in, in teaching and stuff and just sort of start slow and steady with that. And there's a good, good set of professionals, obviously out at the quarry with Nash, Helen, Brian, and, uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm in sort of a good place there to sort of learn. And, and uh, it, thankfully, they've given me a good opportunity to be able to play a lot and also just sort of, as I say, wet my beak a little bit in the, in the teaching element. I did coach at Missouri Baptist for a few years as a grad assistant. So I was fortunate enough to work with some really, like, uh, really good players there. And uh, so I would say coaching is something I, I do have my eye on. But for the time being, I do uh, want to sort of push playing and just see how far I can take it, to be honest. Great to hear. Any kind of tour aspirations? You want to go out and play, and play a little bit, see where see where you uh, stand up against some of the other guys that are trying to make it bigger? Uh, I, I mentioned the coaching and the teaching and all that fun stuff that goes along with it as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I want ideally this year I'll, I'll go and play in a, around 10 events, 10 state opens, 10 three or four round golf tournaments and uh, give my try my hand at a couple of Monday qualifiers and see if I can sort of turn up and hit the jackpot. And yeah, I would like to give a Q school a good a good run a couple of times as well. It's just honestly, I'm just going to see where where my game takes me. Honestly, and just see how I sort of feel within myself, and just just try and find my level. To be honest with you, I just I want to go as high as as possible. But obviously, I'm sort of being realistic about it as well. And obviously, there's a every every field seems to be deep, and and it's just sort of I'm just gonna just give it a push and just. Try my best, honestly. Kurt Goss told us before the show that he was going to personally finance all this stuff for you. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. He didn't if, say that? If, if my wife was listening, no. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, it, Andy, thank you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Kurt, you said maybe hit the jackpot. I mean, uh, what, roughly uh, eight days from now, you, you might hit the jackpot. And uh, yeah. that, that would be a nice jump start to uh, your professional career and uh, obviously give you that confidence. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I mean, more power to you, Kurt. Uh, anybody that's chasing that dream, it's uh it's a tough task and uh, uh i'm wishing you the best man i i don't really know you but uh i like hearing uh i love hearing these stories so uh yeah keep chasing the dream yeah appreciate it thanks George. yeah i know i'll echo that sentiment you know i there i would love nothing more to than to uh you know hand that check and that trophy to a local guy you know uh, a week from tomorrow out, you know out at st Albans. so um and it would be a great story you know curtis to you know have you uh come out on top I and mean, i think we've got a really strong field um next week as well we'll uh tomorrow we'll probably we'll have the uh the tea times that come out but we had a little uh jackpot ourselves with that we were as of monday i had 140 players in the field and all of a sudden, I get a phone call from a guy who was there was supposed to be an APT tour event down in Oklahoma, and they canceled it. And next thing I know, my phone and my email was blowing up because there was 120 guys looking for some place to play, and uh, we so we were able to completely fill the field up to 156. So, uh, which only helps every bit of it a um, little bit and makes the field a little bit stronger. So, um, so yeah. It's, I think that, you know next week's going to be a great week, and you know we're I'm uh, excited to to have you out there, Kurt, and and uh, yeah, you know, giving yeah, giving, so. giving a shot on the uh, on the other side, professional side. So yeah, yeah I just can't wait to compete. So it's something I love doing, and yeah, can't wait to to try my hand, honestly. And you, and Kurt, if you uh, if you pick up the W. Um, I'll buy you a couple beers on Joe Schwentz uh, ticket at the club. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody's. Everybody's volunteering other people to do other stuff for him. I love it. <laughs> we should we should rename the podcast "Volunteering People." We're hey, aren't we volunteers right now? Technically, without technically, sponsors? yes, yes, sponsors <laughs> available. Everybody, <laughs> guys, uh, Kurt, thanks so much for joining the show. That is Kurt Brokenbrow, 
brand new professional golfer, just won the St. Louis uh, Publix tournament, going to compete in the uh, Metropolitan tournament coming up out of St. Albans here in a couple, in a, in less than a little more than a week. And uh, Kurt, good luck to you uh, moving forward. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. See you soon. Thank you. Broken Brow joining us. CNC Golf Factory, St. Louis Podcast Network. More coming right up next. Don't go anywhere. A fantastic third segment lined up for you here on CNC Golf Factory, part of the St. Louis Podcast Network. Kurt, Kurt, and Andy alongside to bring it all to you. Joined by the captains of the Shogren Cup held this past weekend at Bell Reef Country Club. We're joined by Tony Gumper and Brett Mooney. Brett and Tony, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the show. Hey, good evening. Thanks for having us. No yeah, problem. thanks for having us, Andy. No problem. Guys, uh, Brett, talk to us first about what it's like to uh, to captain a, uh, a team of professionals on, at, a, at an event like this. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's actually my third consecutive year doing it, probably my final year, uh, based on our our structure of how we do it. We usually uh, uh, have our, our section president, which I was the honor of doing that for two years, and then our player of the year uh, serve as co-captains. And uh, last year I, I – uh, took the honor of player of the year, which, which put me back on as a captain. So Grant Masson and I kind of co-captain together and uh, it's a lot of fun, kind of take a little bit of the work off of uh, the section staff and kind of do some of the uh, the heavy lifting for them. They do a lot for us throughout the year. So I always enjoy uh, rallying the team and, and seeing how we can uh, get out there and compete. Yeah. Uh, Brett and Tony, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, that was a fun couple of days out of Bell Reeve as this, you know, this event has evolved to, you know, in three, really three short years, it's really evolved to, you know, I think one of the, one of the things to look forward to early on in, in the season. Um, uh, Tony was a co- you know, co-captain um, in our, actually our first segment, we had, had Curtis Brokenbrow on this evening as well. So Tony kind of took over for Kurt as captain because he, he would, he would have been a captain, but when he turned professional, so um, Tony stepped in as, as one of the co-captains with Brian Lovett. But uh, Tony, give us just a little, a little, your uh, perspective on, you know, the weekend. Um, we don't have to mention uh, results right now. Let's just talk about the show <laughs> up. And uh, I know you two know each other, so there's a little ribbing here. That's that's okay. This is a podcast. We can have a little fun. But you know, oh, give yeah. us, just give us a little, uh, just a little more perspective of you know what what the show Cup meant, and you know, you're uh, you, you got to participate and now be a captain. Yeah, well, I could talk for a while. Brett's probably a little worried about what I might say, but I'll, <laughs> but I'll hold some of these comments till later. But you know, just talking about the Shogun Cup in general, it's a, it's an honor to be a part of it. So. Uh, I've been lucky enough to play in the the last two. Um, you know, it's a to, to be able to finish in the top eight or to potentially be one of the two captains picks for the you know for the regular members. Um, you know, it's a it's a points out a good accomplishment from the prior year. It means you had a good uh, you know season long sort of uh, results across the year, um, and and to get to play Greenbrier or Bell Reeve, both really good courses. You know, always in great shape. Greens are fantastic. Uh, it's a, it's a great way to kick off a competitive year. You know, I don't know about others, but usually my first couple of tournaments out, I'm a little rough around the edges. So for me, it's a, it's a good opportunity to get out and kind of work off some of the, the rust from the, from the winter time. So, um, you know, and, and again, it's a, it's a friendly event, you know, most of, most of the amateurs and pros have, uh, you know, know each other fairly well. Um, so makes for a fun event um the the weather the last uh sunday and monday for the event turned out fantastic you know big shout out to mike tucker and, and staff and folks at bell Reeve for 
pulling it all together and making uh, making it a priority, getting us out there. Uh, the course was fantastic as always, as you'd expect. You know, it uh, poured rain Monday morning, and you know we showed up at seven in the morning. Things were ready to go. So, really appreciate all they did pull it together. So, I was uh, and Kurt, thanks for pointing out that I'm a captain by default uh, with <laughs> Kurt with Curtis turning pro, but but I'm still I'm still taking it as uh, that's right as captain nonetheless. So that's right. I only mentioned it because he was on earlier on the on the show. So. <laughs> uh, it's all fair. Curtis had a great year last year. So, uh, Brett and Tony, uh, thank you guys for uh, being on the show with us uh, this week. Um, question for both of you: um, With the Shogun Cup, uh, you know, in three years now, um, building some momentum. Do you guys feel like you got to keep your game sharp now because you feel like you have to get back to it, just like a tour player with the Ryder Cup uh, representing their uh, their section? Um, you just feel like it's a must to get to play it every uh, season now. Well, I think I think this is a good opportunity for me to insert. Uh, I was trying to get my game ready over the winter time, and 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 oddly enough, my teaching uh, professional. Uh, Todd Meyer works works for Brett out at Algonquin, and I think Brett put the uh, axe on a couple of lessons I was going to take with Todd before the event. So, um, <laughs> but, but but that ended up not working out for me either way. So, uh, but no, back to you know from an amateur perspective again, um, it's a reason to play the Metropolitan events. It's a reason uh, to try to finish high. You know, I had I had multiple folks text me over the last couple of weeks, just sort of you know, voicing their, um, you know, excitement about hopefully qualifying for the event at some point in the future. Uh, so, so it creates a lot of um, just excitement uh, for, for the amateurs that play the events around the area. Sure. Brett? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll echo that. You know, we, we hear the year race that really only incentive if you end up on top. So this is a, an additional guys to that top 10, top Four seniors. Schulte was really close this year, team outright, and um, you know, playing at his home club, I, it was definitely a priority, and came up just short. So, I think it's definitely a call, uh, a call for all of our section professionals to play in our, you know, five or six one day events that count for Player of the Year, and then we've got a couple uh, major ones that that you know can really leapfrog you onto that uh, onto that team for next year. So, yeah, it's definitely a motivator, and um, you know. I like team golf and, um, you know, and I like playing, uh, I like playing, uh, for my section and, and, um, you know, and mixing it up with all the AMs cause we don't get to do it very often. Um, usually if we play with AMs, they're the members of our club that, uh, don't have game like they do. So, um, it's, it's a lot of fun to, uh, to mix it up with them. Good. Yeah, so I'll throw the you know, question to both of you guys. So you know, the, the, it is called the Shogun Cup. You know, we, we're we're doing it there for 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 the man named named Shogi. Um, you know, we when we had the the concept, you know, these matches just for a little background for those who don't know. You know, these matches kind of went on different times. You know, there was never anything consistent for over the years, and then um, you know when when we lost lost Bob. You know, Shogi. Uh, you know, I guess three or four years ago, we had the idea of you know let's name this the matches. Uh, you know, after him, he was such an integral part of both. Uh, you know, certainly the the Gateway PGA and early on the Metropolitan Golf Association, um, and kind of a rules aficionado. So, uh, I'd like to hear just from, you know that perspective from both of you just a little bit. You know, um, Brett, I know knew, probably knew Shogi a little more than, than Tony did. 
you know, being in the section that, you know, as, as long as, as you have and as Shogi was. But, you know, just touch on that a little bit on just kind of what, what it means and what really what the match is at the end of the day, what they mean um, for, uh, for the competition. Yeah, I, I, I can start. I, I knew Shogi for probably the first 20 years, uh, you know, nearly 20 years I've been in this business. So I uh, was, was fortunate to be a young assistant pro at Val Reeve. And I think I met Shogi on my very first day. It was pouring down rain on an April day. And not many people wandered down to the, the golf shop that day, but he did. And, um, you know, they said he'd be out there eight days a week if, they, if that existed. So I think he spent I think he spent just about every day on a golf course, either playing or officiating, or just like to watch, you know, high quality golf. And that's what this is all about. So I've played several times when it was not really named. It was just, you know, kind of the Metropolitan Cup. And, um, you know, we had some great, uh, some great venues and some great players and some great uh, competitions. I know we tied one year at St. Albans uh, uh, outright. And, um, but, um, it just seems different now, uh, having, having a, a name behind it and having a, a reason to go out and, um, you know, celebrate, um, you know, the camaraderie of golf. And, um, you know, we didn't really get to say goodbye to Shogi when he passed away because it was during COVID. So that gave yeah. us a chance to do that. And I had that honor uh, as section president uh, the first year we did it. And, you know, Susan Shogar and his wife was there and, and, and Tom O'Toole and, um, you know, to do it there at Bell Reap was, was pretty special. So, um, I've actually got a, a, a memento from that hanging on my office wall that I'm in right now that, that Gene Kiter made for me. So that uh, that was a pretty big surprise. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a, a featured event on the calendar each year. And I hope uh, I hope my peers and and our fellow competitors kind of uh, feel the same way about it. Tony. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I wasn't fortunate enough to know Bob very well, um, but obviously seeing him around participating in amateur events for uh, you know, probably the last 15 plus years or so. Um, you know, I, I heard, I heard a rumor at one point that Shogi even had a couple of dogs named like Divot and Bogey. So I think it just kind of shows what the game meant to him and spent the last, you know, 30 years of his life sort of, uh, helping teach folks the rules and really, uh, you know, officiate competitions, um, you know, in our, in our region and even more broadly. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, really appreciated him. You know, I, uh, even even more broadly, just the you know I'm always impressed with all the volunteers and officials, Kurt, that uh, you know help out to put our events on the events on that you run all throughout the year. I just uh, it wouldn't be the same without it. Um, I, I'm fortunate enough as I play some of the USGA qualifiers and such. Like I, I, folks from outside the region come in and they're just always impressed with the volunteers and the, the way that the events run. And I think Bob helped to set that precedence and just really make the St. Louis region uh, you know what it is for for golf competition. So really fortunate to be playing golf in this area uh so guys uh real quick um uh what was the final results was it 18 to 10 uh in favor of the ams is that correct i think that's right <laughs> i think that Brett, nobody, Brett nobody didn't say anything hey i i was told to ask that question you know i'm, I'm sorry brett um <laughs> but uh you know, a couple of the viewers have actually asked, uh, what's the chance on uh, the next go around that uh, Kurt Rowe, Kurt Goss uh, face off in the uh, singles uh, just for the heck of it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's for like a that. whole other uh, conversation. Hey, why not? <laughs> I, and Rowe, give me four aside. Give me live. Yeah. Four as long side, as we can live stream me. it, I think, we're, I think we're definitely get a get some footage on that. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, uh, did any uh, who on your no. team stood out for you? Who's who was big for you over the weekend? Boy, you know, 
I looked back really quick. I think literally, I think everybody but one player earned an entire point on the team. But I think it just it was a it was a team wide effort up and down. Um, you know, I looked at the you know top to bottom every player on the team. We we just had a tremendous amount of talent, a really strong team. We had uh, all of our top folks. Uh, you know, all participated this year. As I just glanced at the list, you know, I. I think we had three or four state amateur champions on that on the team, um, three or so uh, MAGA champions. Like I think we had five or six even like state mid am champions, dozens of metro all USGA events. You know, most of them have played. So just a uh, folks that love the game of golf, compete a lot. You know, a uh, really strong group and the um, but I, even the regulars. A lot of us, most of the team are uh, in their late thirties, forties. I think even. We might even have like one regular that's even close to fifty. I won't. I won't say the name. You guys probably guess who it is. But uh, point being, <clears throat> this group, you know, in this event, you know, and, and a couple others, um, we've had the chance to play together a fair amount now over the past few years. So I think this uh, group of individuals is getting closer and closer. So we've got a pretty pretty strong team talent wise, and uh, so a lot of good friends on the on the team too. So that helps when you're playing things like four ball portions. Brett, same question to you. Anybody really stand out for you over the weekend? Yeah, we definitely we had some new guys on the team, and I think even if the records didn't stand, you know, show it, I think uh, you know Sam Lee joined our team from Spencer. Yeah, Sam Lee joined our team from Spencer T. Olin. He uh, he had a really strong year last year, and I believe finished third on our Player of the Year list. And I know they lost a slim uh, slim match to Tony and Ryan the first day, and um, they drew a half the very uh, the morning of uh, one of our few halves in the foursomes um, against the Power Team team uh there with carpenter and weaver so um and then played a uh, pretty solid round of golf against chad he's kind of was on a buzzsaw and, and was rolling so um you know i had a i had a pretty solid week i i had a chance to uh go undefeated uh despite running into gumper and echo camp again an alternate shot um for the second year in a row but um um brian Fote um had a good week finishing two and one so just um um you know it was a uh, it was a good team effort. We just, you know, there was a lot of firepower on the amateur team and, um, you know, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll come back a little, uh, a little more hungry next year. And, you know, it's early in our season. So, um, you know, had a few, uh, I had a few people comment saying, uh, maybe we're working too hard in the spring or something. So uh, maybe we've been put a little time in on our games uh, next year, but that probably won't happen. I, I think so. Brett's been squeezing some practice. He, he, he played pretty darn good in our batch. I'll give him that. I, I think we were, I think we were tied going into 10 and he hit a, Brett, I don't know what you hit into 10, like a four iron, a five iron. He, he about made it. He hit it to like an inch for Eagle and they went one up. And I think we birdied 11, one twelve, And I think we just tied out from there to stay one up. But it, was a, it was, it was a pretty good match. Brett, we, we thought we were going to go two up on 16. I think he hit a uh, incredibly difficult bunch shot out of that front left bunker on the par three to like an inch. I, I didn't even think he'd get it to 10 feet. So. Uh, Brett played really, really well. I know he wouldn't say that about himself, but played good. Well, and and, and Tony's still undefeated in the Showgreen Cup, so two years, no uh, no losses. So so he's being a being a humble captain as well. So I think hey, I might hey, just retire. Just <laughs> hey guys, real quick, when it comes to the uh, the pairings. Um, do you get feedback from the, your fellow teammates, uh, guys that jive well together that want to pair up? Um, they give you their input. You kind of, as the captains, give your input on what you're thinking. 
Yeah, I can I can take that first, Brett, if you don't mind. Um, <clears throat> you know, again, going back to the, the amateur group, we've all played a fair amount together. Um, you know, but again, my, this is my first foray as a as a captain, so I, I don't I don't know what I'm an expert at it. But what uh, one of my sort of like premises was, you know, I wanted folks to be comfortable. Wanted folks that either they were good friends with, they play well with, um, or or at least their games are pretty similarly matched. So I think the the only couple of people that we had that were uh, maybe newer to the group or hadn't played a lot together were Carpenter and Weaver, but you know they're just a tremendous young talents on the team. So and, and their games are pretty similar from from what I've seen playing with them both a couple times. So paired them up early, but I think everybody else on the team that we had was uh, paired together with somebody they were really comfortable with, probably played a lot with. So I think that worked in our favor. Sure, good stuff, yeah, guys. Y'all um, oh, know each other. We play a few team events a year, and um, you know a lot of a lot of us. Uh, you know, jive well with, uh, with each other. So it's, um, you know, it's not that hard. It's not as hard as you think it's going to be to, to come up with some good duos. Sure. Get ready to wrap things up here with Tony Gumper and Brett Moomy, captains of the Shogren cup teams held this past weekend at Bell Reef country club. Before we wrap Tony, I uh, heard you're off to play the U S four ball championship at Kiowa next week. How are you feeling about that? Yeah. Um, you know, I wish my game was uh, in a little better shape right now, but, uh, I, I work a fair amount of hours and I got two, two young girls under the age of eight. So it can keep me pretty busy, but you know what? I feel extremely fortunate, uh, excited to get out there with a good friend, Ryan Echelkamp. Uh, we, we went to Chambers Bay two years ago and I probably felt the same way going out there and, and we ended up doing okay. We made it to match play and almost knocked off the number one and three ranked junior amateurs in the world at the time we ended up losing in the playoffs. So uh hopefully we can we can have similar results and maybe even go a little further so uh i haven't been down there it looks tremendous uh you know at the end of the day even if i play bad uh we're, we're going to be near the beach uh and in a great scenery so it's going to be a fantastic week looking forward to it play well yeah good luck, tony it. and brett thank you guys uh, for jumping on here um one of our one of our first guests here in our in our this new journey for Kurt and I, but appreciate you guys jumping on talking about the Shogun cup and uh, Tony will, uh, will, I'll definitely be seeing more of you down the, in the summer and Brett, uh, I'm sure I'll see you around as well, but thanks guys. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate it. it guys. Tony Gumper, Brett Moomy joining us here in the CNC golf factory, part of the St. Louis podcast network. We'll wrap things up after this. Hang tight. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Final segment, CNC Golf Factory, St. Louis Podcast Network. Kurt, Kurt, and Andy alongside to wrap things up this week. Kurt Rowey, I uh, understand that some collegiate golfers uh, fared well over the past week or so. Yeah, so this past week, I know the NCAA Division I women's uh, regionals took place around the country, uh, and we had a local golfer, a St. Albans member of all of all places, uh, Brooke Beerman. She's a sophomore at Michigan State University. Um, really great young, play, uh, great player. Um, I've, I, and Kurt knows her really well. I've known her. She's played on my American Cup team. She's played on you know some of our stuff. Um, but Brooke not only picks up her first collegiate win at the NCAA regional, and Michigan State wins the regional as a team to get to move on to the NCAA division one championships next week out at Greyhawk in Scottsdale, Arizona. So huge congratulations to Brooke. 
she's a great young, great young woman and a really good player. And so that's really exciting for her to, uh, to, uh, she, she tied for first as an individual, um, but uh, advanced to the NCAA division one women's championship next week. Does it yeah, say that- which course they played down there? PJ national champions course. Uh, I, I'm not for sure. Yeah, personally. I don't remember. I just remember seeing it as yes, PJ National. That's an incredible facility down there. Yeah, I've been down yeah. there a couple of times. Fortunately, uh, they jacked their prices, so I'll be back anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kurt Goss, you had a pretty big week too. Uh yeah. So uh, I played golf again um, the other day at uh, Persimmon Woods in the St. Louis District Challenge. Um, put on by the district uh, tony miller roy wilson their entire crew thank you ben kent his entire crew over at persimmon woods um such a fun layout and the district challenge it's uh one of the club pros from your facility uh one of your superintendents i played with our very own dan lloyd and one of our uh, district reps and one of my board members so uh we had a fun time i uh I played all right. Uh, you know, the ho-hum, four doubles, one bogey, a birdie, an eagle, and some pars. Um, so I'll take it. It was respectful for me. Um, but, no, it uh, it was a good time. Uh, more importantly, I think the first time for myself and Dan Lloyd to play golf together as uh, our superintendent. And, you know, him and I for the four and a half hours said the same thing. We need to do this more or sit down and have lunch because, again, Roe, you know, um, we all get moving in different directions this time of year. And before you know it, you know, Joe Schwint knows one thing. I know one thing. Hey, the new ball washers are coming in or they're not coming in. What it just gets going in a lot of different directions. So Dan and I had some nice chat uh, chats with the members about uh, things at the club and, and how we should sit down more and uh, keep our uh, keep our minds uh, fresh on what we should be doing for the club and our facilities. So, um, yeah, it, it was a good time. And uh, I always think for some woods is a, is a really fun layout. It, it's open right there in front of you. And uh, so if anybody ever gets a chance to play it, you should take the opportunity. So good times. Yeah. Pursuing is great. Uh, just a little plug side of the uh, 33rd Metropolitan Amateur Championship later this year in August. So we're excited to be out there. Um, my question to you, Kurt Goss, what did you Eagle? What hole? So funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, so our final hole of the day was four, the par five, okay. kind of up the hill. Yep. Um, and it was stable for scoring. So I plugged it in and I knew I was not going to be sniffing any uh, first place or fifth or seventh. But um, I thought, may you know, jump me up, you know, uh, put me in that top 15 or so. Uh, come to find out on the hard card, they uh, the district actually played it as a uh, par four. <laughs> However... I am sticking to a walk-off eagle, okay? <laughs> so I'm saying eagle, and that's it, regardless of the four on the hard card. Uh, they probably got that from me. I usually play as a four in most of our championships, too. So so thanks a lot, Kurt Rowe. You've yep. screwed me out of an eagle this year. I appreciate it. <laughs> nice. Well, I shot a 45 in my league last night. There's a little room for improvement there. You need to get the flat stick working again, so... Guys, great show tonight. Joined by Curtis Brokenbrow, uh, also joined by Tony Gumper and by Brett Mooney. Thanks to those guys for joining the show. Hope you enjoyed what we brought to you. Kurt and Kurt, thank you as always. We'll catch you again next time for the next episode of the CNC Golf Factory right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network.